To a new episode of It's Not That Bad podcast. I am Fern here with Dom. How's it going? I haven't been able to sleep properly in the last like three days. Why? I don't know. Strange. But like it was even weirder because uh, yesterday when we got home, mm. I was like, okay, I know exactly what I'm going to do. Like we got home not, not super late, but like what, 12 something, one something. Yeah. I was. And um, I before we, before I left, I put my um, my big blanket in the washer. And mm. so when I got home, or the dryer, sorry, dryer. So when I got home, I was like, oh, it's gonna be done. So I come in here and like I picked up. And obviously, it's a little bit dirty again, but it's yeah. not my fault. And I fixed my bed, and I laid down. And I was like, man, this feel like have you ever just you ever just fall down on your bed and you're like. Uh, that's how I felt. Yeah, constantly. But it was really hard for me to fall asleep. Mm. And finally, I get to sleep. And then I wake up. And it's like 3.40 something. And I'm like, uh And then basically, like, I probably didn't go back to sleep. Maybe took me to around like 7 something. Maybe closer to 8. And at that point, I was like, should I even sleep? And it's not your bed or anything? No, like I could get comfortable, <coughs> but like for some reason I haven't been able to get comfortable. Like when I when I made my bed yesterday, like I laid down and I was like, oh. It was the first time in a while where I felt legit comfortable, but I just couldn't, couldn't get to sleep. Hmm. Think it's I was thinking too much of aliens? Maybe. Because I was thinking of aliens. You're like, Mr. Jesus? Please don't let the, the damn aliens come in my room tonight and tickle my bone. <laughs> my bone cold. No, yeah, because uh, I used to be really good with like clearing my mind at night. Because mm. you know sometimes you just sit there and even if you're yes. even if it's not something bad, yeah. you're just like your mind's oh. just racing with it. Yeah, you're just like, um, oh, those headphones I got are pretty cool. I don't really like the silver. I wonder if I could color the silver. How would I do the? Silver. Maybe I could use nail polish. I think nail polish is going to come out for a while. Maybe I could spray paint it, but then I feel like I have to take it apart. I think if I take it apart, I could put it back together. I'm pretty sure it could be easy. Uh, if, if, if I break it, I'm like, I could probably super glue them. I mean, I don't even, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I know exactly what you mean. And so, like, but I used to be really good with, like, I I don't know. I, I guess I just used to just think about darkness and just like black, black, yeah, black, that's black, I, black. That's what I do. Like think of it like blank. Yeah, and then and then I just started thinking about me being in a dark place, not like emotionally, <laughs> just like there's nothing there to think about. See, so then I just kind of put place myself like, okay, I'm laying down. I'm just gonna go to sleep. No, it's time for me to go to sleep. I'm gonna go to sleep. But I don't know. Over the last like year or two, I haven't been able to do that as frequently and yesterday like i legit kept thinking about aliens and at one point i'm like after all of these stories i've ever heard about abductions i know a fair amount of like what can go on Mm -hmm. um obviously different types of aliens do different types of abductions but there's a lot of big uh points of like oh you 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 always see this you always feel this you know whatever blah 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 and one of them is like they they try to kind of erase the memory of you getting abducted. Mm. So I started thinking like, 
Because they put their big old like long finger up your butt. Yeah, I was. I started thinking like, what if I have been getting abducted this whole time, <laughs> and I just never knew. Because one time I legit freaked myself out because I can't remember. I was watching something on YouTube. It was after. I know it was. It was like a. While, it was a while ago, but I remember watching something on YouTube, and the guy was saying <laughs> that he knew every time that he would see like light through his eyelids yeah. like it would be bright it's like it wasn't like someone shining a light but it was like someone it was almost like someone was turning on a light and he could like you know you could see it through his eyelids that he knew that that's when he was going to get abducted or he did get abducted or whatever even if he Strange. didn't even if he didn't remember but sometimes he would remember and i remember one night that happened where i saw i remember seeing like a light and I like opened my eyes real quick, and I was like looking around, and I just remember thinking like, that that was was that a car that passed by? But of course, as you can see down my, I, I like to black out. My, yeah, it's like windows. completely blacked out. Like, so so I'm like, mm, I was probably uh, no, it's probably maybe it was like a, it, it was something. It's it's nothing. It's probably nothing. But like, like last night too, I was thinking like. Man, what if like I'm I'm getting abducted right now, but mm. this is my way of like blocking it. Yeah, out. like it or like it, it it's either happening or it already happened, and in your mind already blocked it out. Like, see, like yeah, like how do you know if like none of that? Oh, happened? my friend said, "Why don't you just go see a therapist?" Well, that's or, uh, true. Uh, what do you call him? Uh, hypnotist. Yeah, hypnotist. Or a hypnotherapist? Is that I, what they call? I think that's what it is. Um, but I was like, I don't think I want to. I don't want to do that because there's probably a lot of other shit in there that I'm like, probably. I don't want to like bring up. And I'm okay with just thinking like maybe aliens are abducting me. I don't care. I don't need to know. Let's just, you know what, Don? Let's just move on with the news, okay? All right. God. Oh, God. This is the fucking news. Will Smith apparently is not returning for. What's it going to be called? The Suicide Squad, right? Or is it going to be called Two Sui- no, Suicide Two Suicide Two Squad? But he's not going to be returning to play Dead Shot. shot? Dead Shot, yeah. Um, that he said that um, this is just kind of like early reporting type of stuff where they're like, oh, it's like 100% confirmed, but like basically he's not coming back. Like he said he's done with, with this. It's like it's not worth it. And then I was watching uh, a Nerdist video about how the the president of Warner was talking about how like they have an idea of where they want the DCEU to go or whatever, or the DCU. Basically, it's what we what you what you said and what we talked about, where it's more trying to be more standalone and trying to like not interconnect it as much, and you know, like oh, like you normally would with certain things like this. <laughs> what do you think? Do you think that'd be kind of ba- like bad for them to lose Will Smith? Because I think he was like probably one of the best parts of like Suicide Squad. Yeah, um, especially because they try to make it him and um, Margot Robbie. Yeah, God, I can never remember her fucking name. But they try to make it like their movie. And the thing is, if you wanted to make it their movie, then why don't you just focus on them? Mm-hmm. Having the other people in there, it's like it didn't do anyone any good. You could have had it where he he got he did get he does get more into like why he hates Batman. Because like I just I just it feels like after the movie it's like he just hates Batman because he fucked up, blah, blah, blah. But, like, imagine if they took time to really 
like pull yeah. the story out where it's like, no, he fucking hates Batman. Not like he just doesn't like him because he's a hard headed and you know, like, oh, like no, you know what I mean? Like they mm. I don't know. They could have done something like that where it's like you have these two big stars that are willing to, to be in this movie, to be in this franchise. Yeah, that would have been so cool to see like a movie of just like Ben Affleck, Batman versus Will Smith's Deadshot. That would that would have been a cool movie just to see no, on its own. If they were gonna do that, why didn't they just do like a? It would be a Batman and Joker movie. Yeah, and that way you have Batman and Joker, but Joker's dealing with Harley Quinn as well as Batman, but Batman's also dealing with Deadshot. Yeah, see, like you could have you could have um, made it a more complex movie, and then you could have you could have took that base of that movie right and then bring those two like they get arrested and bring those two into suicide squad, suicide squad. the suicide squad. and that way you don't have to you literally don't have to waste any time of explaining who no. they are because you could just uh-uh. like see, oh see though see, that's from the other movie. we did it better because like we got a bunch of like music video editors to come in and we <laughs> zhushed it up a little bit it's one of those things where it's like <laughs> I, I don't necessarily hate fan casting, but it gets irritating, right? Yeah. And so hearing us saying this stuff, it's like, yeah, I get it. We just sound like nerds. But it's like, if you just took two seconds to realize what you guys had, because I get it. Will Smith isn't the Will Smith from 2000. Mm-hmm. It's understandable. But doesn't mean that he's any less of a, of a celebrity. No. Fucking, he's fucking Will Smith. Everyone know. knows who Will Smith is. <laughs> And what you could have done even better is you could have pushed him to make uh, an album for the the movie. That's true. And, like, yeah, it's going to sound like Will Smith, but you could be like, hey, you still love music, right? I don't know. I I just feel like they had a lot there that they focused too much on, like, we have to make this this big movie, this this huge movie. Everyone's going to love it, right? And they saw what... With um, what Marvel did with Guardians of the Galaxy, how they pulled off Avengers, and they're like, we can do this. No but, problem. Yeah, but it's like, they should have just, we talk about this all the time, and, and, and I guess we could leave it here, but DC should have just followed their own path in the beginning. They should have never followed suit with Marvel. They should have took their time. We could have honestly barely been to like, Oh hey, you heard Justice League is gonna—they make a Justice League movie in like two years, and we would have been fine. I think I would have been way—that would have been more fine to me because it would, like, if you think about it too, like, so this is gonna be the fourth Avengers movie, and if they were barely getting to like the first um, Justice League, I'd be like, well, that's a fresh or bre- bre- breath of fresh air. But they didn't, and it sucks, and they. It's irritating because they do stuff like this where they're remaking Suicide Squad and they're tying in, they're hardcore tying in Superman and Justice League and that whole storyline with uh, Shazam. And it's like, but we're fine. Like, everyone's completely fine with not having that connected anymore. Like, we don't care. You gave us Aquaman that was loosely connected and people are like, yeah, I fuck with it. Yeah, and they could care less if like they those characters come back together. I know that it's hard to say what would work and what wouldn't work, but it's irritating as a fan when you see all this stuff in front of you, and it's like, how did you guys fuck this up? Because you you watch any 
commentary YouTube show or uh, any, you know, movie podcast, like nerd movie podcast. And I would honestly say probably 90% of the people would say, how did DC fuck up Batman and Superman? Which is honestly so fucking true. Like how? The two biggest TV shows they have is mm. Flash and and what? Green, Green Arrow or something Green like that? Green Arrow. And it's like, okay, but where's Batman? Where's, where's Superman? Oh, you guys have Supergirl. Okay, but you know, is Bat- so Batman's like the Cole, Cole lead? Oh no, he only is only random. Um, yeah, and then Superman just kind of like pops up or something, right? Yeah, which is like that's cool, but you know what I mean. It's and then but the movies don't do anything better. <laughs> it's yeah. not like oh well, see they could have that because we have the best Superman, we have the best Bat. Oh, we don't. We fucked that up too. Yeah, you know what? We still got comics. Everyone loves com- all ten thousand people who still buy comics. Love them. Jeez. I don't know. It's 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 dumb that we have to sit here and keep talking about it. But it's it's so irritating because I want to love this stuff. I know. But I don't know. Maybe we're just entitled fans. And I that, guess. You know, but I, I mean, guess we're entitled and we're oh what first world problems whatever. I mean, technically, though, yeah. French prosecutors drop rape case against Luc Besson. They cite lack of evidence. So you know who Luc Besson is, right? Director of The Fifth Element. So, because you know how, like, he's been, like, charged with, like, because I guess he's been, he's he's known to date, like, younger women. I guess, like, there was allegations by his um, former girlfriend that he raped her. But I guess it's closed because there's insufficient evidence. Because in Paris, they're probably like, I don't know. Like, he I, he brought in a plate of escargot and frog legs. And we were like, okay, I guess there's lack of evidence. So the actress, San Van Roy, claims she had been raped multiple times by Besson. Besson had called Van Roy's claims fantasist accusations. Um, Besson's lawyers said, it is sad that some people, a minority happily, were too quick to condemn him, but that he thanks all those others whose constant support has helped him to get through these difficult months. But, like, Van Roy is, like, one of a number of different women who said that they've been, like, assaulted or or harassed by um, Bassan. I remember hearing about this, but I thought it was, like, a... Oh, did you hear that this this might have happened? I didn't know that it was like going full fledged. Mm. I thought it was more of I thought it was more like whispers of like, oh I, I because you know all this Me Too stuff comes out. Mm. I thought it was like someone leaking that oh he 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 might have done like this or whatever. I didn't know it was like that serious. Did he direct It's not like the professional or something. Yes, Leon, the professional. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, he directed that, right? It's because not, it's it's like kind of insinuated that he has like a relationship with a young Natalie Portman who's like very young. Like how old is she in that movie? Like thirteen? Yeah, I think she's like thirteen. This is, it's, it's like this is this is very uncomfortable. I remember <laughs> I remember that movie from a long time ago and like I actually remember being like, This is weird, isn't it? And I'm talking about like when I was like a young kid pre teen. Mm-hmm. Whatever, 
And then you get older and it's like, yeah, even yeah. I knew back then that was weird. Well, it's like the same thing with, um, is it in Nikita too? No. The Messenger then? Like Mila Jovovich is like, I think she's only like 15 in this movie. And like he like got her to be in it. And it's like, it just goes to show you like, what what's your obsession with like, like these very young actresses? It's just kind of like despicable where it's like that these people still keep getting away with it. And it's like, this is what everyone keeps talking about. This is why we keep saying like me too. This is why we keep saying time's up. It's like you let this guy go. Um, what's the director of um, Jeepers Creepers? That guy is a pedophile too. It's weird how we're having such an outrage about this, but like, I think if you if you rape the right amount of little boys, that your film gets nominated for best picture, mm. and your lead actor wins for best mm. lead actor. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, nineteen in nineteen eighty eight. Salvo was convicted of sexual misconduct with one of Clown House. That's the movie he made, um, Victor Salva. Um, Clown House's underage star, uh, Nathan Forrest Winters, who was at the time 12 years old, including videotaping one of the encounters. Commercial videotapes of magazine containing child pornography were also found in his home. Salva pleaded guilty to lewd and lascivious conduct, oral sex with a person under 14, and procuring a child for pornography. He was sentenced to three years in state prison. Three years? That's all this guy got? Yeah. Of which he served 15 months. Yeah. And he completed his parole in 1992. Yeah. And he was still allowed to, like, make movies. Tom, he didn't do something crazy like have some weed on him. If he had, like... If he had, like, a couple grams of weed on him, he should have got at least, like, 15 years. But all he did was rape this little boy and ruin his life forever. That's all he did. He got to make not only one Jeepers Creeper movie, but three Jeepers Creepers movies. Yeah. Yeah, that's all. I mean, that's all he did, Dom. That's all he did. This is despicable. That's what he looks like. Oh, you mean, you're saying that guy... He looks like John. A little boy. He looks like John Wayne Gacy. He huh? does look like John Wayne. Gacy. <laughs> he looks exactly like someone you would imagine that trying to get child pornography. Yeah, it just goes back to the whole thing of like Hollywood's disgusting. Yeah. I'm watching that. Give me the remote. No, give it. It's off. Zach, what the bloody hell do you think you're doing? really want to choke her out in a lot of fingers. Yeah. Now pull it tight. Oh, yeah. Now she's in trouble. Oh, wait, I know you. You're from that weird family, aren't you? We're not weird. We don't like wrestling. How do you know if you've never been? I've never had rectal bleeding before, but I'm pretty sure I'm not a fan of that. <laughs> How about I shove her head up your ass and then we can find out? Hello? My name is Hutch Morgan. I'm calling from WWE. We'd like both of you to come try out for us. No! <laughs> It's all fake anyways. Wait, what? Sorry about that. It's The Rock! We're huge fans. Thank you so much. What advice would you give us? We want to be the next you. What are your names again? My name. It doesn't matter what your names are. You walk around here interrupting The Rock, you like you haven't seen the sun in 20 years, you like you just stepped out of Oliver Twist. Please, sir, may I have some more advice, sir? You want some advice? Here's The Rock's advice. Shut your mouth. Thanks, Dwayne. Got it. 
morning, wrestling nerds. Well, this is where we see whether or not you get to go on to WWE. This is our shot, Zach. Hello. Why do you want to wrestle? I'm the toughest bastard in any room. Probably shouldn't swear, not when there's ladies present. Sorry, miss. Sorry about that. If I call your name, that means you'll be coming with me to Florida. Paige. Thank you all very much. You have to take my brother. No one deserves this more than Zach. I wish you the best, son. But this is the end of the line for you. Do you know what it's like to want one thing in life? And then your own sister takes it away from you. It was my dream, too. I have no idea who I'm supposed to be out there. You're not just doing this for you. You're doing it for the family. Page. I myself have come from a wrestling family too. I know exactly what it means to you. But don't worry about being the next me. Be the first you. What? It's Dwayne Johnson. How are you? Prove it. If you smell what the rock is cooking. Yeah, and I'm Vin Diesel, mate. I'm sorry. Twenty-nineteen's Fighting With My Family takes the real-life story of WWE superstar Paige and shows us what it really takes to go from no one to worldwide superstar. Eighteen-year-old Soraya's life revolves around wrestling. Her brothers, her mom, her dad, and most of her friends all wrestle so when the opportunity comes up to try out for WWE, her brother and her head out for the chance to be a part of the biggest wrestling companies in the world. But when she makes it and her brother doesn't, Soraya has to move to Florida right away as her brother stays in hopes that one day he can join her in the States. While there, Soraya, now Paige, learns quickly that it's not as easy as she thought becoming the next big thing in WWE. While not only looking different, wrestling different, the physical work it takes to stay in the company seems to be a bit much for her. But at home, the story is much different from her brother. While trying and trying, he starts to give up on his dream missing practice and drinking way more. When home for break, Paige tells her brother she's not going back, leading to a squash match where Paige gets the hardest hits and loses while her brother storms off. Feeling like she took his shot, Paige tells him that they picked her, not him, and he just has to live with that. After all this happening at home, Paige decides to go back and finish what she started. She goes back to her old self, trains harder, and even becomes friends with the girls she once disliked, helping them with their in-ring skills as well. As she keeps moving up, she's brought up to see Dwayne The Rock Johnson during WrestleMania, the biggest wrestling event of the year. There, The Rock tells her that not only is she moving up into the main roster, but that she's going to win the women's title the next night. The day off, Paige gets nervous, not sure if she can do it. When her brother calls her to talk her down, when she's ready, Paige makes her WWE main roster debut by defeating AJ Lee and becoming the new women's title holder. As she realizes life has come full circle, Paige is now on her way to changing the WWE's women's wrestling division like no one else has before. So Dom, mm. you fought with your family, is that correct? Tell me about um, it. I always fight with my family. 
Tell me about it. That's uh, fine. Uh, we don't need to get into it. Not right now. I think we should. Yeah. Let's talk about the movie that Fighting with My Family. Oh. What do you think? You know what? I really liked it. I thought it was really good. Um, it's, I mean, it's not like... I know it's supposed to be like more comedic. Well, I mean, it's like it's like a dramedy, right? Like it, but like I mean, when it was funny, it was pretty funny. Like I think Stephen Merchant should do more things. Like this is his first like directorial debut or whatever. I think he really has a, a knack for it. I mean, it was shot really well too. Now, someone who hasn't been a wrestling fan in a very long time, and who would. At best, on a good day, I would maybe say casual fan, if that. How'd you feel about, like, the actual story? Because it's not like, it isn't like uh, like a, a Hulk Hogan story from, like, the 80s or 70s or whatever, right? Mm. This is a story that technically only happened a couple years ago. And yeah, that's true. she's still here today. Well, I'll get into that later, but... It's very new. It's a very new story. Does that change kind of how you... Because they, they do kind of... You know, they can they kind of show like the old footage and they get into mm -hmm. that. But it's a very modern day story mm -hmm. about wrestling. Mm -hmm. Does that does that matter to you at all? No. I mean, like, what do you mean? Like, because it's not like... It's not like someone did a Stone Cold movie and we're watching it and we're like, Oh, oh yeah. Fuck, I remember that. It's mm -hmm. no. This is a story that happened a couple years ago. I think with someone who, she is a she is. Well, I'll get I'll get into this later. She is a big star in her own right, but she's not a rock. She's not a Hulk Hogan, um, but she still was a part of WWE and she still had a good story. But as someone like you, right? Like I'll go into why I like it. But someone like you who like yeah, you'll watch wrestling and and yeah, you think that's cool. But you're not a wrestling fan. Mm -mm. I mean, you like wrestling, but <clears throat> yeah, not like a hardcore. I, yeah, no, fan. I don't watch it every. Does does that does it change how you look at it, or is that like? No, a, I mean, I thought it was a good like representation of. I mean, I don't know, like the like obviously I know the full story now, but like before I didn't know like the full story, and yeah, even seeing it compared to like obviously they got to dramatize things like a lot. Um, but I mean, other than that, I mean, like the wrestling was pretty fun, like. The drama is very dr dramatic. So Vince Vaughn is surprisingly really good. Like, not surprisingly, I mean, but like, he, just because like he hasn't really been in too much lately, to where it was like, oh w wow, good. Like, hopefully he'll come back now. I was gonna say the same thing, and um, I looked up kind of what he because I was like, I know he did True Detective, not True, no, yeah, yeah, True, True Detective, Detective. but two. um, he was also in Hacksaw, Hacksaw Ridge. Oh wow! Yeah, I was like. I wouldn't fucking know that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, Nick Frost is really good. Yeah, even just, like, her and her brother, like, the tension between them. Because I, I know probably in real life, like, they it wasn't like that. Um, but, like, overall, like, I like I said, I mean, I, I really liked it. I thought Florence, I don't... Pogue or Pogue? 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 Pudge? Pogue? 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 Whatever. I don't know how to say your last name. She does a really good job. Okay, so as everyone knows by now, um, I like professional wrestling. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, I 
there was a long, a very long time where I didn't watch this. It uh, didn't ma- really matter to me because kind of all my favorite wrestlers stopped wrestling or they started dying. Yeah. We don't need to get into right now. But, yeah, there was a long period of time where I didn't watch wrestling. And then um, maybe a couple years ago now, I got back into it. And but one of the things that really took me by surprise was women's wrestling. Because I think I told you earlier today, when I was a kid watching this stuff, it's like, yeah, I remember women, quote unquote, women wrestlers, but mm-hmm. some of them, it's like, we're, I don't even remember if they were actual wrestlers. No. Like, like I was talking about Lita. Like, I had a crush on Lita because she was like the cool chick with tattoos and her thong hanged out, but she was a good wrestler. Or China. Like, China. Yeah, I was going to say, China's yeah, a really like good wrestler. The only woman to ever hold an intercontinental title. It's like, fuck yeah. Well, in WWE. But. I like those wrestlers. I like them because they were actual wrestlers wrestling. And I'm not saying like all, I'm not saying all the girls back in the day weren't, but I remember the whole like divas thing. Yeah. It was more of just like TNA. So when I got back into wrestling, it was like a completely different thing. It was women were going hard as fuck. And I was like, oh, wow. I've never, I literally never seen this before. Yeah. I mean, like even when you showed me stuff now, when they wrestle, I'm like, it's not just about the way that they look. They're also really good wrestlers. It it was like a, it wasn't a shock, but it was like a surprise. Like, wow, this is like really good wrestling from women that prior to me remembering weren't always wrestling like this. Mm. And this is where Paige Story comes in. I think Junior asked, like, why does she get her own movie? Or, you know, why why her? It's because she, I'm not saying that she was the head of, like, women's wrestling. Because, just quick note, women's wrestling has been around for a very long time. Um, you could watch Glow. Glow's about the, the, you know, the actual women's wrestling in the 80s. Um, there was women wrestlers way before then, like, mm. in the 60s and 70s. Um even through even like all oh, this 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 time where I wasn't watching wrestling, you know, there's like Ring of Honor that has like a whole women's like division that's, you know, really big. Um, you know, Japan has like uh, is it star, is it Star Wrestling? I can't remember. Um, women's wrestling has been a thing for a very long time, but I didn't know that. <laughs> like I didn't know about any of this, but when I started getting back into it, I started to. And what Paige, what she did for the WWE, she was the anti-diva. Basically, what happened was um, she had a... I think they had... There was a match at SummerSlam or something. And it was like a short match or something. And then the the next day, they had another match. And it was like a short match. And But I think it was like a really good short match. But what happened was there was a, a hashtag started that night that was... Hashtag like give the divas a chance, and her her whole persona was like the anti diva. Mm. Like in the story, they go into it how she's like she's different. She's not you know tall and skinny and blonde, even though she is very skinny and mm-hmm. somewhat tall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but she yeah. wasn't she wasn't like the the Barbie girl that people were looking for. She yeah. was a little bit different, and that was kind of her whole like stick her gimmick and because of that wwe now we are in what 2019 mm-hmm. 
they had their first women pay-per-view last year. They had <coughs> two women's titles on, on each brand. Well, three if you're counting, or four if you're counting their NXT brands. They have women's tag titles now. The women like headline pay-per-views, um, the, as well as like TV shows. And I, and I remember, I remember a long time ago that there was a match between Lita and uh, Trish Stratus. That that was the first women's wrestling match to to uh, headline a, a Raw or any WWE show ever. And that Dang. was all the way back in like two thousand something. And this whole time there wasn't that wasn't really a thing. And the matches went on for. Four, five, maybe ten minutes, but now you can get matches with the women's division that go on for fifteen, twenty, twenty-five minutes, even longer. And Paige is kind of the spark that lit that fuse. Um, now I wasn't around when all this stuff happened, but being a fan, I go back and I watch all this stuff. The only thing that I didn't like about the movie is that. They made it seem too by the numbers. Okay, I can see that. But they, but they didn't do it and like, uh, like a like a made up love interest or um, some bad like heel or bad guy that she has to overcome. Mm. They made it to where it's still her story. This stuff really happened, but they skipped over things where it's like, you could have built it up better that way, I think. What did they skip over? So, in the movie, it tell me if, tell me if I'm wrong, but it makes it seem like she got to NXT. Yeah. And then like, maybe like a few months later, she goes to WrestleMania, and then she wins the title. When they build it up, they're like, oh, she's a, she's a quiet nobody, whatever. That wasn't true. <laughs> yeah. Like really? she won the first women's NXT title. Mm-hmm. The first women's NXT. Oh, why title. did they, why did they skip that then? I don't know. And that's where she and and even um the this movie is based off of the documentary. If you guys didn't know, called Fighting with My Family. Search it. I'm pretty sure it's on. I'm pretty sure it's on YouTube. Uh, but in there, they even go into like when she goes over there and then she goes, oh, today's my first time on TV and like the crowd loves her and all this stuff. Right. Yeah. See, that's so weird because they make it seem like <clears throat> nobody likes her. Yeah. So when she goes to Roth that one day that the, the finale that happens, that really did happen <laughs> right after WrestleMania it was her first night on the main roster. And she wins the women's title <laughs> or the divas title at, at the time. See, that whole segment showed her dominance. But in the movie, it just made it seem like now you're now you're a star. But it's like, no, she knew she was a fucking, you know, star. even, even mm. though I guess she was nervous. Right. That couldn't make sense. But it's like she knew like <coughs> that. I think that's what they want. Like, that's what I think I'm going for is like they wanted it to be like, yeah, we sh- she may have knew she was a star then, but like, but like that, she needs like a like a redemptive <laughs> yeah. type of thing where it's like she doubts herself and then yeah, that's why she changes and all stuff. It's because well, finally because she's here at WWE and not at NXT no more because WWE is like the best in wrestling. You know, like I mean, where else are you gonna go for wrestling? Can you name another wrestling? Like uh, New Japan wrestling. Nope, nope. Nope, there's no other wrestler. Uh, it's just WWE. Ring of Honor. Just, just WWE. Uh, Impact. Uh, ICW. Just WWE. 
MCLL, Triple mm-hmm. uh, A. Mm-hmm. What was the W A No W A W? Yeah, W A W. Um, other, I mean, other than that, because it, it was like I kind of I know her story. So did did you? So, but like, did that like take you out a little like, bit? Just because it's like like that I was going to get to is like I know the story. Uh, you know, I I seen a documentary. Um, I've seen like interviews and I've watched a lot of her old matches and yeah, some of the stuff is like, I, I guess, I guess in my head, it's like, they could have still made it like that. But I mean, I, I, I know they want to focus on like, yeah, you're right. Like the drama of her coming back and cause it, I mean, it was like, he was very upset that he didn't get in and, um, he had a hard time of like, well, I guess I'm not in. But the thing is, they kept trying, kept going. And the whole family is still going. Like, the whole family's still very much into wrestling. But, yeah, I mean, knowing some of the stuff was kind of like, uh, I guess. Uh, this is kind of cool. But, I mean, I also plotted because it, it didn't focus on, like, see, this guy's from WWE. Oh, that girl's from WWE. See, I'll see this girl. WWE. Oh, you see that official? It's WWE. You know what I mean? Like it yeah. didn't. It wasn't. It, it it wasn't a billboard exactly for like the WWE network. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they had the Sheamus and Big Show thingy, and the Miz. <laughs> the Miz walked by. You know, some like. Mm. But that was all within what the last twenty minutes, fifteen yeah. minutes, something like that. So I do applaud it on there. Um, but as a whole, seeing the documentary, knowing her story, watching the movie, yeah, it was really good. And like I said, they didn't make a bunch of shit up. It was more of like they hid the truth. They, yeah, or they embellished things. Yeah, where it's like, she, like they did show her time at NXT. They just didn't go into like how she was the first women champion there. Which she could have brought that up like i feel like that's a major thing that you should have brought up yeah and and it was too because and they focus on that because like no one's seen a page in wwe like this like petite british girl wrestling her ass off no one's seen that at at least for wwe and here we are now in 2019 and she's only like 26 barely 27 something like that and sadly, she can't wrestle anymore because uh, she had a neck injury, mm. was out for a while, came back. What and happened? Then, and then she had another neck injury. <laughs> and so she, like, it was all, it was literally within a couple of months of her returning. So it sucks, but, you know, she was, uh, technically, she is still with the company and she did take a, a, a like a general manager position for, a couple of months, but I don't want to get into all that bullshit because it was fucking stupid what happened. But either way, I really like the story. I really like Paige. So what's she doing now? She just retired? No, she... Well, like I said, she's technically still with the company. She hasn't done anything yet. Um, she might come back as like a, uh, like a manager role, you know, where maybe she's managing someone because that's kind of what she did. What happened was... She came back into the WWE, but then she had two girls with her, and they were kind of stable. But she got injured, so instead of having her just go away, she became like their their mouthpiece. Got it. So, 
she might do something like that, you know, just become a mouthpiece or she could work somewhere backstage or, you know, she could do, she could technically do a lot of different things. I don't know exactly for sure, but right now she's kind of just, she has like a makeup line or something and she's kind of just being a, she's being Paige. (laughs) She's being Paige. So that's what her life is. And obviously the movie too. And like I said, it's, it's just an interesting story because we're not looking back at this. It's like, oh, that was Stone Cold in his prime. It's like, no, this, like, the movie took place when she was around 18, 19 years old. And now she's barely 26, 27. It's a very fresh story. So it's pretty cool. And like I said, I, I, I genuinely liked it. If they were going to make a movie about someone, it made sense that it was about her. So, mm. you know, if you're not a wrestling fan it's still a really good story yeah um it's still pretty good yeah and some people even said like it's funny because you watch this just thinking it's a story but it's like no these these people are real Mm -hmm. (laughs) that girl's real her dad's real you know those her brothers are like that you know her mom her mom is really like that Mm -hmm. um and yeah it's 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 a it's a good movie it's definitely worth watching and if you're even more intrigued like I said, look up um, "Fighting with My Family" the documentary. It's I think probably like an hour long or something. Maybe I don't remember. And um, yeah, you can see the real footage beforehand, and it's really cool. I give it two women's championships up. So for this segment we're going to talk about something that just happened something that you know not everyone is like excited for or was excited for or is necessarily everyone's cup of tea it was the academy awards and i want to talk about not only what happened at this year's but also like things that they can do to improve things that they've done in the past to screw people over and to make people upset just like an overview of it, but like also like talk about the things that like they they really need to do to get people to like they they want people to get invested in this stuff, but like they do things year after year that they're like they just constantly do that people turn away from them more and more or like they it's literally this they take one step forward, two steps back type of thing, but. Let's just talk about like a few of like the the big awards that happened. Um, so let's start with achievement in cinematography. The winner was Alfonso Cuarón for Roma, which also took home the um, the award for best foreign language film. Who won best director? Alfonso Cuarón for Roma. So he won best director. He won best director and he best and cinematography, which is he's the first person in his in Oscar history to win for both, which is which I will say is amazing because like not only did Roma have amazing cinematography, but like it was directed will, really well. But also like for for this achievement to be achieved by not like uh, I'm trying to think of someone who's also a cinematographer. Because usually all these other white directors just get they hire people to do it, um, but whereas Alfonso Cuarón is like, I'm a Mexican, uh, 
I know I know how to do it myself. I can just do it myself. But I do. Did you did you watch any any of it? Is because usually they'll get like the best director winner from last year to present this year's, and yeah, or or, the, or they'll get someone they'll get someone else. But it was funny because he's like, oh, you know, I I almost didn't come tonight. I was actually really sick, but like I decided to be here because I wanted to present this award, and you know because you know my friend he's uh, nominated, and then he announces, and he's like, he's like, it's my friend Alfonso Cuarón. And it's just funny too because it's like him, Alfonso Cuarón, and um, Alejandra Inarritu—they're all like really good friends. And it's it's kind of like back a while ago when Martin Scorsese first, or he finally won for The Departed, and it was like the people who were presenting were it was um, Francis Ford Coppola, George Lucas, and Steven Spielberg. So it's like all his like best friends were presenting yeah. this, but it's like this is like the better version because it's like <laughs> <laughs> they actually. <coughs> Some old white people. Yeah, but then for best achievement in music written for a mission, so original score was Black Panther, which Black Panther also took home achievement in costume design. Um, but it didn't win makeup, but that was Vice, which it kind of, it did it did deserve that one. Vice did, um, but then it also got production design. So not only. So this is another night of first because it's like the the winner for um, for both those categories. I think right they both. I think it was Ruth Carter. She's the first black person to win for this award, and it's like, wow, it's, it's taking you guys this long. Let's talk about like sound uh, editing and sound mixing, shall we? No, that's not. Oh, should we just skip over it? Um. As long as... Oh, how about film editing, too? Wait, as long as some film didn't win for just mixing in some band's recorded music already because God. the lead actor didn't actually sing for the But role. see, but he won because he, he put those teeth in his mouth, okay? So that means he wins. There's no reason why they should have won for a sound at all. No. Like, no. le- le- because it's not, Mm-mm. that is a Star is Born. That's what they should have did because they recorded that shit yeah, live. live. Or even First Man. You know what I mean? Like, there's there's still, like, actual things you have to mix together. It's not just like, oh, let's play a Queen song here and there. Yeah, and uh, let's forget how much we hate the film for yeah. a second. There's no reason how, because he didn't sing the fucking song no. because Queen didn't play or because none of those actors sat there and played the whole fucking song and they recorded it or they record pre-recorded it you know what uh, they just played Queen songs in the movie and then they're like there you go you know what I mean yeah like that's that's it's, what's the most so upsetting stupid. best animated feature was Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse which completely deserved to win it was so good and then best animated short film was Bow. Which actually, that was that's a pretty good one, and it's it's crazy too because it's like it's even for just like a short film, it's like this they it had two directors and they're both women, and one of them was um, Asian. So it's like, how come you give them awards for this stuff, but you won't give them real award? You know what I mean? Like you won't. What do you mean them? I mean anyone. I mean like women and people like I'm. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> It's just ridiculous. <coughs> um, 
And speaking of people of color, performance by an actor in a supporting role went to Mahershala Ali, which he did deserve because he's actually really good in that movie. Like he's always he's always a great actor. Um, Regina King won for If Beale Street Could Talk, and that's that. There you go, right? Inclusion, right? They can they can they can get supporting, but best actor. It's, you, someone really good deserves it. Okay, the best actor of the year deserved it. Okay, best uh, actress. Best actress, which is, I was like so happy when this happened because, like, even though I didn't vote for her, it still was like one of those crazy things. Like, I was like, what? But Olivia Coleman upset everyone and took home the prize because <coughs> going into it, everyone was like, Glenn Close. It's going to be Glenn Close. And I, even I said that too because I was like, because they're going to follow their standard. They're going to be like, oh, oh, she's, she's, she's deserved it. She's so handsome that she deserved it. Um, but you know what I mean? It's like they either give it to someone who hasn't got it ever before or they give it to someone new, an up-and-comer who, like, makes a breakthrough, like a Lady Gaga. And But then, it, but what I think actually happened is they split the vote and Olivia... But, but the thing is, like, Olivia Coleman did a good... Like, he, she did a great job. I'm happy that Glenn Close didn't win. Oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> um... I did believe that Lady Gaga had a very good shot. Yeah. My only problem is, is that I feel like Rachel Weiss should have been in that that role. She, yep. Because like we talked about this when we did the movie review. I'm not saying she's a bad actress, and I'm glad that she won. Like I'm not even I'm not even upset that she won. It's just that they threw they threw her and um, Emma Stone, yeah, other white girl, into supporting actresses. But watching the movie, I felt like Rachel Weiss was the one that was the lead. I felt like mm. it was her story. Like, I know it isn't her story, but you know what I mean? Like, I felt like she took helm of that movie and was like, yeah, of course. And she did really fucking good. I'm, they all did good. No, but, but she, I think she's, she was actually the standout yeah. for that film. And so it, it's, it's a little bit upsetting because I feel like, she should have been in that. Like she should have been in that role for the favorite. But either way, yeah, it's it's really cool that she won, and I'm glad. Yeah, you're, I'm glad that they just didn't give it to Glenn Coase because it's like she did a movie this year, and it's a movie. So you know, I think her and Annette Benning are going to go down in history as the biggest losers. <laughs> I, you know what? It was so funny because Annette Benning has been nominated so many times and never won too, like just like her. And every year, whenever she gets nominated, I'm always like, God, I hope she loses. I don't know why. <laughs> like, I don't hate Annette Benning, but it's just like, I always feel like, God, I hope she loses. Um, well, let's talk about performance by an actor in a leading role. And this is disgusting. This is the worst thing. This Willem is- Dafoe. No, because that oh, would have been way oh, better. Oh, um, Christian Bale. No, because that would have been the the oh. that would have been the real. Oh yeah, any other sorry, year. Sorry, sorry. Um, Bradley Cooper, obviously. Nope. What are, you, what are you talking about, Dom? Who else could it be? It's Rami Malek in Bohemian Rhapsody. 
because what a fucking disgrace. This see, this is what I and like I bring up to my sister all the time. It's like they give these awards to people that don't deserve it. They've done it before. They did it with Eddie Redmayne. That's like by bit, but like like literally tell me like would you who would who would you think that year would have won um, a guy who literally took on a role about basically himself having to confront his like hey this popular character superhero character that i played like now i'm like a wash up actor and i'm reviving my acting career by having to do this crazy stunt or some kid who's like in a wheelchair that's wheelchairist but you know what i mean like i feel like because it's so dumb too. Because the next year he did um, the Danish girl, and oh, yeah, everyone was like, "Everyone was like, oh, oh this is <laughs> this is the movie he should have won yeah. for." And it's like, see, because you guys are fucking stupid. You uh, guys give the awards to like an Eddie Redmayne for no reason, and you could have given it to Michael Keaton, and then you could have given Eddie Redmayne the next year yeah. for the Danish girl. See, here's the thing: is what's that guy's name? Remy Malik. I don't hate him. I just don't think that. Yeah. Him doing an impression of of Freddie Mercury is worth it. No, I listened to a, a podcast that we both like, um, Nerd Soup. One of them brought up like, do you when you think of the actor, do you in the role, do you think of that actor being the character or they're just that character, right? And he was talking about um, Christian Bale being what's his name, right? And they're like, no, he he transformed because he did. <coughs> Watching that movie, mm-hmm. honestly, like maybe I thought of Christian Bale twice, and that was like in the beginning when he was like, when he's "Why younger. does Christian Bale have like fat hands?" Yeah, <laughs> but you know what I mean. But the whole movie was like, "Damn, he did really fucking good." And someone said that A Star Is Born shouldn't have been nominated for anything. Watching that movie, that wasn't um, what's his name, Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. No, that was um, what what was his oh, character? I can't name? remember his name, but. That whole movie, I didn't think of Bradley Cooper mm-hmm. in that role. I did think of Lady Gaga in the beginning in that role, but so, it slowly changes. Well, then I thought of it at the end because it obviously kind of mimics her career too. Because something, she gets, ma- something main. What's his name? <coughs> Eddie Redmayne. Yes, Eddie Redmayne. No, oh. but um, you know what I mean. It, he felt like he was that. Yeah. That like rock star. Like I just felt like. Oh, I yeah, he's that guy who was in that one band in the nineties and then mm-hmm. like he did his own stuff and now it's like kind of country, kinda of rock and roll. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you you've seen that guy before. Oh, mm-hmm. he's not real. Oh, that oh that is Bradley. Okay, I was gonna say, because he looks like Bradley Cooper. But that makes sense, right? Like he he transformed himself into that role. Um, I mean, he didn't need see like that's see the the cause it's like those are the two types of actors. Either they physically transform like a like a Christian Bale, but he actually embodies that character. Or Bradley Cooper, he didn't need to like physically transform, but he just he is so good at like yeah, becoming like, that character. He like did the whole like oh, dog, man. Yeah, so, he's so. able to become that character enough for you to believe it. But I feel like, and I'm, I, I we still haven't seen this film, but I, from just everything I've seen, like none of it makes me think like, oh, that's that's um. That's um, Freddie Mercury. Yeah, when even when you can go online and they'll show like extended clips, and it's it literally just feels like Remy Malik doing an impression. Yeah, with some fake teeth in his mouth. Yeah, and it's like he's just like, oh, it's Freddie, I mean Freddie Mercury, guys. 
it probably that probably made the movie. Um, no, it, it's oh, just, best actor. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's like this movie should have shouldn't have been a part of this award season at all. Mm, no. Um, and I think because it is, it hates it. It's it makes me hate it even more. I think so too. Because I could have left it, like I said last time, I could have just left this movie alone, never talked about it again, and I'm fine. And someone five years later could be like, "Oh, did you ever see that Queen movie?" I'm like, "Oh no," I'm like, "Oh, it's pretty good." I'm like, oh, "Okay, whatever." But now that it's like a legitimate movie, it pisses me off because it's not just all of that. It's also like Green Book shouldn't been. I mean, I guess we'll get to it, right? Mm-hmm. Green Book for Best Picture. Yes. Everyone, right away. Oh, they shouldn't have won. Look at all the stuff they made up. Look at all. Oh, this is horrible, right? You guys literally presented awards to a movie that had a fucking child rapist. Yeah. And and on top of that, the movie's fucking made up. That shit's made up. Mm-hmm. None of that shit happened. Well, maybe some of it happened, but th- it, he didn't. he didn't fucking... Well, I think in the movie he he finds out he has HIV. Then he does the the um the live AIDS thingy, and then it's like, oh, he died shortly after. No, bitch, that was like four fucking years before any of that shit happened. Mm, yeah, it's like that shit is made the fuck yeah. up. Things in that movie are made the fuck up. But why aren't you talking about that? It's made up with because a fucking child rapist helped make that shit up. But yet you're concerned about Green Book. I'm not saying Green Book should sure, deserve. Obviously, Roma. And honestly, honestly, the more that people talk shit about it, it's like A Star Is Born is the literal perfect Oscar movie. Not saying that it is, but if you're talking about a movie that should be nominated for Oscars, you get someone like a Bradley Cooper who's mm. shown that he can do these serious roles. But then he he also he does his directing. You know, was it debut? Yeah, and and I think he helped adapt it, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he adapt because this this is the first time that the story ended this way. And then Lady Gaga giving the performance of her life, supposedly. And yeah, and everything in the movie was fucking great. It didn't feel like honky. It didn't feel silly like Queen. Like when I look at the Queen uh, trailer, it feels silly to me. It doesn't feel like no. it's meant to be this hard hitting drama. Stars Born is. And sure, it's like, oh, well, you know, they do, it's just Lady Gaga about... It's like, who fucking cares? She did really well in the movie. Mm. You know who did really well in the movie? The fucking Dice Man. That's how good this movie is. Yeah. It's like, you can't even believe that's Andrew Dice Clay. And people are still upset that it got nominated. But it's like, you let a movie with a fucking child rapist as a director. He has uh, his... um credit as director for he the movie is at, listed as the directing credit because you gave they cannot, it what five award, four awards from that four or five awards like that they actually took home yeah uh, no I, I only think they only won like three or four right yeah because the sound two sounds and um him and then that's it i think i don't think it won anything did it win anything else no something i don't want something else. either so way it, better not have won it won else. it won multiple <laughs> awards and yet, everyone's bitching about Green Book. Now, understand. I get it. I enjoyed Green Book. I thought it was a good movie. But knowing some of the stuff now, it's like, yeah, I get why it's upsetting. And yeah, it's very, it is very like, yeah, that's that actually is kind of shitty. But the actual movie is okay. It is a, it is a made-up movie, sure. 
but it's not like it's not I mean it kind of is but it's not like here's a real story of what happened day by day whatever right we even talked about um black black clansmen yeah it doesn't follow the fucking book it's not exactly no. what happened in real life they made up a whole love story and the whole ending is made up and like like with the bomb and all that yeah that, none of that actually happened yeah but they but, they did it because they wanted but, to make it uh you know a quote-unquote movie and, and like because St- stanley oh stanley god because spike lee was like how do I turn this into like a film that people are gonna watch? Yeah. I I need to like add certain things, like, but like he did it in a way like, yes, he had to add in characters, but like the character he added, like the love interest, showed you like, and it's like, and like we talked about this before too, like sorry to bother you, did a way better job at this, but it did contrast like with, like the things that the clans were like, you it showed you too like. Points and like basically the clan and like radical like black panthers and all that that movement were kind of opposites but also at the same time kind of similar <laughs> they were both extremists but it's like although you can see where they're coming from more than where they're coming from because it's like the, the, these are the good guys the, the well, you said clans you said black panther that's what i'm saying you can you can sympathize with the clan you can't sympathize with the black panthers of course and speaking of black panther like that could have won but like honestly like honestly like i like i did at first i was not upset about green book then i was a little bit upset about it but now i'm kind of where you are where i'm like you know what like it's yes, it kind of sucks that like Roma didn't win. As soon as it won Best Foreign, I was like, yeah, yeah it's not gonna, it's not gonna win. win. Yeah, but I still kind of had hope at least like maybe they would maybe oh Black Clan or like Black Panther could have won. I would have been like, see, this is a step in the right direction. You're acknowledging not only superhero movies that are like respectable and can earn awards, but you're also like a film that's all like the cast is mainly black can, can, can win best picture like that. People wanted to see this film that bad, but even like vice that movie could have won. It could have, I don't know. It's like, I'm not like super mad that green book won because it was a good film. Um, it is very white savior, (laughs) white savior, white showing showing the savior how to live yeah yeah like and, oh and he, I, he has to show him that <coughs> him eating chicken is good and him playing with for them negroes is good and i get it yeah i do um and that's why i said it was like it was one of those scenes where it's like i like the movie but when you really start thinking about it it's like roma should have won stars born should have won uh, Vice should have had a chance. I don't know why people hate that movie I don't so much. Know. I think they they should have won. They had a chance to. Mm. And and yeah, I think Black Panther was like, I would I would have been so fucking stoked if it won. But realistically, I knew I that know. it wasn't gonna happen. So I know. I, it did that one thing where I tricked myself into thinking like it's good, but it's not that good. But in all honesty, watched it how many fucking times now? Yeah. It's still one of my favorite movies. Like. I still don't understand why people hate that movie. I think it's just because it's got black people in it, huh? Yeah. Because it is in a Captain America movie, so... Oh, it's not a Thor movie? Yeah. It's not a... Who's another white 
superhero. Oh, all of them? All of them. But it's just one of those things where it's like, if you're going to be upset, be upset about everything. Yeah. Be upset about the fact that that you guys constantly, that everyone constantly is praising, I don't even know the fucking Queen movie. What is it called again? Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody. See, I don't care, but... That is so fucking problematic, but everyone's just overlooking it because yeah. he did kind of a good impression. I don't know. I honestly don't really know how to feel anymore because this year, I feel like last year, we were on a positive note. This year was like, they gave a child rapist an award. Yeah. No anyway, any which way you want to say it, they gave him an award. Mm-hmm. And... How can I sit here and say, like, well, there is change. Or things are changing because I don't know. I don't know if they are. I, I don't well, know if they ever want to change. And well, it's like I said. It's one step forward, two steps back. <clears throat> well, here's the thing. Is if anything, if anything this year has taught us, it's like maybe people are ready to give up this award thing. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter what you say. There's nowhere, no way in hell that you're going to tell me that. Bohemian Rhapsody was better than Hereditary. Mm-mm. There's no way that you can tell me that uh, the way Remy Malik's performance was better than uh, um, Lakeith St- uh, Stanfield. Oh, yeah. From I'm Sorry to Bother You. Yeah. Or, you, you know what I mean? Or, um, or what's his name? Blind Spotting did really good, too. God, fucking, I can't remember his name. But there's so much film now that we can look at it ourselves as consumers and say like this is fucking amazing by i don't know making avengers a a multi-billion dollar movie or something you know what i mean like i i get it that these awards are meant to be like these are the best but are they really the fucking best because this year you guys are shoving down my throat that Bohemian Rhapsody is a good film and it's not and you, you know what maybe you could say like well you haven't even watched it Okay, I'll take your word on that, that. I haven't watched it. How about every other person that I've seen who, whether it's a podcaster, a YouTuber, fucking, I don't know, some random guy on Twitter, a bunch of people say that, oh, I like the film, but this it's nowhere near as good as um, the best film of the year. None of this should have gotten nominated. Of course, everyone like, oh, maybe Remy Malik, but fuck, they just want to give him a war because he doesn't have a TV show anymore. But <laughs> it, it just it's it's one of those things where it's like, I don't even know what to say. I don't know what to think. I don't know how to feel. And I guess all I all I really feel right now is that maybe ne- next coming years that this is more of like instead of taking up this whole section, it's more of like the new section where we're like, oh, yeah, so the Oscars came. Like any good any good wins? Because I I think now I'm okay with just saying fuck it. Like we could talk about maybe move like – Moving our direction of like, um, what would you what'd you say again? Not the Golden Globes. The Critics' um, Choice. Critics' Choice. Like, yeah, maybe that's where we kind of focus on more or something. Mm. And I get that it's not just what we want. It's, it's how everyone perceives it. But I'm saying as a whole, maybe this is our push to say like, yeah, fuck the Oscars. Time and time again, like you said, are you saying that there's no good black directors that, that these women can't? Uh, uh, direct a good film that you know these actresses 
of color aren't as good as um, white actresses. No, we're not saying that. These quote unquote, this quote unquote academy is somewhat saying it, but we're not the academy. We don't believe it. I mean, if if you're gonna give some white woman uh, an Oscar for best, um, you know, lead actress, and uh, why wasn't um, what's her name for Hereditary? Tony Collette. Yeah, yeah. It, you know what I mean. It's like I don't know. It's it's just like I hate. It's one of those things where it's like I hate myself for getting invested so much in it, but like. I think that's what they want you to do. It's like a drug where it's like they want you to feel terrible after it. This isn't going to be the last time we talk about this. No. But it's just, it's still upsetting that this shit, it bothers us. And it's going to bother us again because I know we're going to talk about it again. Mm -hmm. But like I said, hopefully, hopefully that our mindset, not only personally, but as a whole starts changing of like, Look at how shit the Oscars were this year. What makes that next year going to be better? Mm, if they're already shit this year, then why why are we going to sit through next year? But I'll just say until then, guys, thank you for listening. Thank you. Um, yeah, like uh, oh, like always, uh, like, subscribe, follow, whatever on our socials at intb underscore podcast. That's at Twitter and Instagram. Or email us directly at intbpodcast at gmail.com. And yeah, I mean, comment, email us, let us know how you feel. Because the more you sit here and think about it, it's like, do we really have to care what these people are saying? Because we know from, you know, ourselves that when we talk about our best movies of the year, doesn't mean that they're not any less because they weren't nominated like you can't sit here and tell me that uh, annihilation wasn't one of the better films of the year because i believe it was one of the better films of oh the year. yeah 100%. you may not have believed it and maybe that obviously the academy didn't believe it but i love that movie i've seen that movie a bunch of times already and and then you can't sit here and deny the power that marvel has with their billions of dollars and revenue over you know month over um movie sales they had sales. three films and they still made billions and billions of dollars. One year. In just one year. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm starting to feel more indifferent. Mm. And maybe you do too. Maybe you don't. You know, maybe, maybe you're looking at it in a way that we're not. So, yeah, feel free to message us, comment us, whatever. Um, you know, let us know what you think about this whole I would say fiasco. <laughs> yeah. It was a hot mess. Hot mess. Uh, but we'll leave this hot mess for this week. And like I said, we're going to come back to it. I know we are. I don't necessarily want to, but it'd be interesting it's, to see what happens. You know we're going to do it again. Yeah, it, it'd be interesting to what happens in like a year and how I feel. But until then, guys, as always, remember. It's not that bad. It's not that bad.